When initially purchasing a talus, one has to make a $300 decision. Are they now going to put a a tara on their talus or on their son-in-law's talus? The question is, you look around many shuls, you'll see some people wear an atara, a silver atara, some people wear a cloth atara, and some people don't wear any atara on their talus. So what's this minog, what's it all based on? What does this have to do with Helchasitis in our discussion? So, the Mishnah and Shabbos, Parakid Beis, Mishnah Gimel, following discussion, the Mishnah is talking about Ksiva, there's a Malacha, one of the Lama Test Malachas and Shabbos is writing. So, the Tanam talk about Raishim, making a mark, is that considered Ksiva as well? And the Gemara, and the, and the, and the Mishnah says, in the, in the Mishkan, they would use Krashim, the beams, and they would have to write or make a mark on the crushim of the Mishkan. Why? Leda Ezu Benzuga. You have to know which there were two crushim for the Adonim. Each each uh, socket had two beams. So you have to know what the, the match. So you would basically write Aleph and Gimel or Aleph and Aleph, and you would know which two crushim, which two beams fit uh, in their place in the Mishkan. The Yerushalmi writes that it's not only that they should be in, in proximity to its zug, to its pair. Additionally, there was a concern that if that every single beam of the Mishkan had to be placed in its exact uh, specific place, meaning the Mishkan would travel. It wasn't like the base of Midrash where it was in one location always. The Mishkan would travel with Klagisrol. So when they would re, you know, re, uh, reestablish the Mishkan in a new encampment, so they had to put it back up. So the Yerushalmi says they have to actually put the beams in every single specific location that it was in previously. Why? Because of Malam B'Kaidash for Lemuridin. You want you don't want to take a beam that was next to the next to the Kaidash Kedashim and put it all the way near the Azara. You don't want to go lower in Kedusha, and therefore we keep the beams. The Krushans should put an Atara on their talus. Why? Because you want your, your tzitzit strings to be in the same place as they were previously. So let's say a person would wear, one day he'd have the strings that were in the in the front in the front of him would go to the back, or the right would switch to the left. So you'd end up being married in Mikdushasan. And he's assuming that there's some type of, there's a higher level of Kedusha when the tzitzit are in front and on the right side. And therefore, one should always keep their, keep the, the setup of where their corners, where the tzitzes are, every single day. So how do you do that with a talus? Very easy. You put an atara on the top of the talus, and you'll know exactly where the talus is supposed to be, and you'll have your corners and the and the tzitzes in the same exact place. So that's the shlakadish. The Arizal argues. The Arizal says there's no Indian of, of an atara, and therefore chabar chasidim, if you look, at your local Chabad Chassid, you'll see that they do not. Their talus does not have an atara, based on the psak of the Arizal, which is quoted in the Magen Aram as well. Now that's fine and dandy for a talus. You put an atara on it. But what do you do about tzitzis? So tzitzis, many of the companies have. You could tell, you know, if it's inside out or not, and you could see, and you could always have. That it's facing, you know, it's 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 not, you know, the right will be on the right side. However, if you if you do not have a V-neck tzitzis, if you have the round neck tzitzis, you, you could have one day wearing those two strings in the front, and the next day wearing those two strings uh, behind you. 
So how do you make sure that you're always wearing it in the same place? So if you have a V-neck tzitzis, so you have V-neck tzitzis and you know the indication of where what's inside out, so you'll always be wearing the tzitzis in the same place. Now, by wearing a V-neck tzitzis, you go into last week's discussion of you might be losing the minimum share of the required size of a, of a baguette, but you do have this benefit that you'll always know where it is. However, not everyone is mocked to wear V-neck tzitzis, but why not? If there's this concept of Ma'alam Akadish Lamaridin, why are we not mocked on it? So let's look at another place where this this uh, concept is mentioned. The Maril, in Hucha Sukkah, it's quoted the Maril, would, would uh, always have the walls of a Sukkah be in the same place from year to year. Now, people do it anyways for convenience. It's just easier when you know a screw fits in a certain part of the wall and you know into that beam. So yeah, it's, it's a great idea for convenience, but halachically, we're not concerned for it, but the Maril says that one should always have the the sukkah, the the walls be in the same place because of Malam Bakadish Lamaridin. Now we hear it's very difficult to to understand what's Malam Bakadish, which part of your sukkah has a higher level of kadusha than the other part of the sukkah. But either way, that's the Maril, that's what he says. So the Marsham and the Bakuriyaka, the Bakuriyaka was written by the Arachaner, he has uh Chuvas. he has a, I'm sorry, he has a Khadushim on Masakta Sukkah. It's called the Bakuriyakov, and he writes that it really doesn't make sense here because, first of all, which part of the sukkah is more kaddish? And second of all, if you look at the term, the term is malin bakaydish or bakaydish v'leimaridin. You go up in kedusha. When do we say you go up in kedusha? That's limited to a case where there's kedusha. Tefillin has kedusha. Sefer Torah has kedusha. The Shem Hashem has kedusha, but. What's the kedusha in a baguette of tzitzis? What's the kedusha of tzitzis itself? We know that in Hilchus, in Hilchus tzitzis, the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Chafalf talks about, let's say a person has worn out tzitzis strings or worn out baguette. So the minig is not to use it for derech bezayin. A person shouldn't use that to, to blow his nose. But strictly halakhali speaking, doesn't have the same level as tashmisha kedusha, let's say a tefillin box or cloth or the like, where you have to bury them, you have to put them away. It doesn't have the same level. It's Tashmisha Mitzvah. It's only being used for a mitzvah. Now it doesn't have the level of Tashmisha Kedusha. So intrinsically there's no Kedusha in Atalas. There's no there's no Kedusha in the actual Tzitzah strings. And for sure not by Sukkah. By Sukkah the only, the only Mitzvah really is the Schach. So it's not even the Mitzvah. And even the Schach itself, of course we should not use it for B'Zayin, but it's not exactly, does not exactly have a Din of Kedusha. So therefore, these posts in the Marashan, the Kuryakov say, it doesn't really fit this the whole discussion, this entire discussion of Ma'alam HaKadosh Lamaridin doesn't fit, and therefore, one does not need to keep their sukkah walls in the same place from year to year. Now, there are two places where we do find that perhaps there is a, there's a concept of Ma'alam HaKadosh Lamaridin even by mitzvahs. One place would be, you know, this might be our first exposure to this, in yeshiva, is you learn about Hanukkah. You learn about Hanukkah that there's a machlekes. In the Tanam, Bishama, Bishilal, do you light, you start with one candle, and you go one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, or do you start with eight candles and you go down? And we know we pass, and we go, we start from one, and then we go to eight candles. We add a candle per night, and the term over there is, the term that they use is Malam, because for them reading, you go up in Kedusha, and therefore you go from one to eight. Where's the Kedusha in nearest Hanukkah? Additionally, in, in Tzitzis, the Gemara Menachah Stav Lamates says, let's say a person has uh, Tzitzis and Tcheles, 
So two things, two things that we learn from this Gemara, questionable what the Gemara really means, but the Gemara says a person should be matli, you put the, the white before the blue, you put in the white, the white string, and then you put in the tchelas, because ma'alam b'kaydesh, tchelas is more kedusha, ma'alam b'kaydesh l'meridin, many poiskim, uh, contemporary poiskim say that a person who's tying tzitzis, they quote from the Rishonim, that when you actually tie the tzitzis, you should also tie the white and and then you go to the trellis maschilim belavan. You start tying the, the first knot should be a a white knot, and that's the minog. You know, Rabelski's that's all, or Shechter, Shlita, and those that wear trellis. That's what they do. So you do see some element of of, of even by a mitzvah we do say malam because from reading, but it's difficult to bring a riot from these cases. Maybe we'll talk about it at a different time. Why? It's not a good proof. Halachalamaisa, we paskin. There is no din of Malam Akkadish from reading when it comes to tzitzis. So therefore, the Arach HaShulchan says, I don't understand. By tzitzis, we're, we're being mako. We don't, by your talus katun, we don't have an atara. So why do we have an atara when it comes to, uh, a talus gado, your, your typical talus? You do have an atara. So he says, it's not because of this reason of making sure you always have the strings in the proper place and it's, and it's, uh, and it's, in its permanent place. He says, it's because we, our minag is to put the talus over our head when we damage when esrei, and it gets very sweaty, and the talus would get frail and, and torn. Therefore, we add some extra protection. You add a layer, and we put a cloth atar on it. And once you have a cloth atar on it, so you put a design on it to make it look nice. But that's the that's the reason why we wear an atara. And that's really the psaq for the, of, of the Rosh and that's the Litvish Mahalach. The Litvish Minak is you wear an Atara, but it's not a silver Atara, it's a cloth Atara. Now, at some point, the Minak became to wear a silver Atara, so is there anything, anything wrong with it? So why would a person wear a silver Atara? Why silver? So some say it's a Hidr Mitzvah. The truth is, Hidr Mitzvah is usually on the Mitzvah itself. I mean, we do have a concept of Talis but at the end of the day, if is a person yoitza? Is there a hidder mitzvah to to make to purchase a nicer home so you could have a nice mezuzah? When it comes to the mitzvah itself, so perhaps the tzitzit strings is a hidder mitzvah. Very hard to understand why there's a hidder mitzvah on a beged that has dal kanfois, and now you have to put tzitzit on it. But either way, some use the term hidder mitzvah. The Aruch Hashochan writes, very nice. It's hidder mitzvah, but ma inyan. Hidr mitzvah, it has to fit with the beggar. Well, who puts silver on, on wool? He thinks that it, this is not an appropriate hidr mitzvah. Hidr mitzvah has to be fitting of what the mitzvah actually is. Additionally, when it comes to something, when we define something as a hidr mitzvah, one always has to consider how much should a person spend on a hidr mitzvah, assuming it is a hidr mitzvah. You don't have to spend more than you're spending on the mitzvah itself. So all those things should be thought about when purchasing um, a, uh, a silver atara. The Lavush, the Aruch HaShochan, and the Ma'abam both have a halachic issue. They raise halachic issue with a silver atara. They say that we learned last week that a scarf or a hat is not chayev in tzitzis. Even if it has cloth that hangs that hangs from it, it has four corners. It's not chayav and tzitzis because it's the ikker of the 
of the Begit is the hat or it's the scarf. So they say if you have a silver atara, so the ichor of the Begit is the silver. So it's like wearing a silver scarf. And the rest of it is bottled to the scarf, so they wouldn't be chayav and sitzis. And that's the the, the, the vush, and the mob bring down bring that down. The Aruch HaShulchan, not so convinced that it's a problem, but he does say it should be a concern, and therefore a person should be machmer, and he says the person should not wear it. Ramesh Feinstein, so I'm sorry. First of all, some chassidim, in order to get around this, uh, concern. They wear two two strips of silver. They have the silver atara, and then halfway down the talus, they have another silver atara. Perhaps it's connected the gartel, but it it shows that the main part of the of the talus is not necessarily the atara. You have two pieces of silver, so that you get you avoid that problem. They asked Rambam if I'm this question. It's printed in Archaim Chelakhe. Ramosha said that, come on, everybody knows that you're wearing a talus. You're not wearing a scarf. You're wearing a talus, so you put silver on top of your talus. But that's not, no one, no one thinks that the ichor, the, the most important part of this talus is the, is the silver. No, everyone realizes you're wearing a talus and you're trying to do some type of hither or something nice by wearing silver on it. So he says that if you have the minog, if you, you come from a chasidish home, or you have, you know, leanings toward chasidish levush, you want to wear it. Nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Perhaps it's a nice thing to do. You're fulfilling your minog, and nothing wrong with it. But if a person does not have that minog, um, and the truth is, there's no real Indian. There's no real makar to wear a silver talus. So if you don't have a minog, so there will be no halachic reason to spend the $300. Unless you like it, you like it, nothing wrong with it, you know, do whatever you want. But because these halachic issues that Lavush raises, Ramosh is not a halacha concern. Everyone knows you're wearing a talus. So you want to wear a silver, a tara, nothing wrong with it. And uh, a person is definitely allowed to, but it's, it's definitely not an obligation.